Yo, 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 yo. How's it hanging? Another week? It's your boy. Back again. By the time this is out, the pod will have hit 100 plays. We're on seven platforms. And finally, the kid is on Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts is like more than 50% of all podcasts downloaded in the world are on there. Now we're on there. You know, maybe even subscribe. I got my dad to do it. How the fuck? I can't. Now it's stuck. He like couldn't get it to stop playing. It was like playing on Alexa. Apple Podcasts, big deal. I requested it like six weeks ago. It was a whole thing. They like asked for my social security number. I think I got scammed. But... We're on there. We had a good week. It was pretty crazy. Lots of stuff happened. Tiger Woods is alive, which I did not expect. But uh, our boy Lewis Nix third is not. So former NFL Giants player here in New York, defensive tackle Lewis Nix, was reported missing this past Wednesday. Your boy's gone. He still hasn't been found, and he's an adult in his late 20s. So, you know, he's not a toddler. This doesn't happen very often. And traditionally, the outcomes of these situations is, uh, you know, some criminal minds type shit. The Jacksonville Sheriff's Office said the 29-year-old Nix was reported missing this past Wednesday. Uh, They updated a tweet late Saturday night and said that they still haven't located him. That's like four days, my guy. Uh, an email request from the AP, they didn't answer it. Um, Nix's mother, Stephanie Wingfield, told multiple Jacksonville outlets Sunday that authorities said her son died, but they haven't been, been able to tell her how. Damn. A little fishy. My fishometer is going up here a little bit. You know, zero is open and shut case. You know, maybe a fender bender. And max fishometer, right, is some making a murderer Netflix type documentary shit so we'll see how far up the meter this goes i'm about a third of the way through the article traditionally if you're a millionaire and stuff this weirdo unlucky karmic cosmic stuff avoids you but not our boy louis nicknamed irish chocolate Nick's became a fan favorite when he was at notre dame which is how he got drafted into the nfl he was successful out there uh, Brian Kelly, as head coach in 2013, said this big jelly guy was always hugging me and stuff, end quote. So he's a big teddy bear. I don't even know. I mean, obviously, there's no good outcomes on this. There's really no way for me to spin it. And if I try and make it funny, then I'm definitely going to hell. Let's not get overwhelming with it, right? Let, let's stay. I'm trying to stay right down the middle. Louis Nix went missing outside of Jacksonville, just to reiterate. And in December of 2020, Nix was shot in an armed robbery while putting air in his tires at a gas station. He shared the video online as medics tended to him, saying that he'd been shot. Later said online that he spent 10 days in the hospital before being released. So maybe it was them? Maybe he had people that were out to get him? I personally never had someone pull a blicky out while I was putting that free air in my tires at Stewart's. Best ice cream in the Northeast. I'll keep tabs on this. Traditionally, you know, from my expertise in watching about four to five murderous documentaries per year, 
is that they're going to find him within the next month. There is foul play involved, and there's going to be an issue with what the coroner is going to determine. They'll probably have to exhume the body and do it again. You heard it here first. How did this happen? Successful dude, had his life together, big teddy bear. Some of the photos that they're showing here in the article, he used to dress up like a big black Santa Claus at the mall and local kids in need and help them out. So this is a regular successful guy that was helping out the community. My armchair detective skills here are screaming foul play. According to his family, his car was pulled out of a pond near his home on Saturday. Uh, Crews removing a silver sedan from the water. The vehicle matches the description of the car authorities say Nix was possibly driving. However, his body wasn't there, and it's unclear whether or not he was inside it during the crash. So it could be a setup. I mean, this could be a mid-90s, heat-style, very complex situation. To this point, it's been over a week. No body. All they got is, is a silver sedan and an upset mama, which I would be too, right? It's 2021. You're telling me, right, check the DNA. I mean, I'm an idiot. I got like C's in science class, right? I know about DNA. Check the DNA, bruh. His mother said, quote, he was never too busy, always gave an autograph, always took time to talk with people. Again, he was a relatively successful NFL player for the Giants, Louis Nix III. Pour some out for the kid. Pour some out for a boy. Because uh, clearly something happened here that he wasn't intending on, and uh, it's pretty unfortunate. Keeping with the NFL, J.J. Watt, basically Mr. America, whether or not you like it or not, it's been anointed by Karens everywhere. The women forced to watch football. Uh, I really like the guy. And he signed a two-year, $31 million contract with the Arizona Cardinals. Yes, Arizona. Um, I don't know what to think of Arizona, right? Dry weather, potential for nosebleeds. Always got to factor that in. Although I think the movie 127 Hours took place there. It's where the guy got trapped in a crevice. That's terrifying. Not a big crevice guy. Watson, the end of his career, basically. I know the money they gave him is a lot. The personality, the aura that is Watt and his brothers and his family and what they've done for the league, I get it. However, he had five sacks last year in 16 games. He's good against the run, but he really can't bend anymore. So as a Rams fan, this player coming to the NFC West, does it scare me? Uh, Yeah, a little bit. However... I feel like he's only going to play 8 to 12 games. Chandler Jones, their other edge that they're pairing him with there in Arizona, is coming off a season-ending surgery and injury. He had one sack last year. Like, they peaked, bruh. You're a little bit late here. I think they'll continue to go 8 and 8, 9 and 7. According to Watt, it was obvious the entire time this is where he wanted to be. He liked the approach of Arizona, how they kept it quiet the whole time, but were extremely aggressive with their negotiation. And the defensive coordinator there, Vance Joseph, has said, quote, it's a perfect situation for him, which it is. It's a 4-3. He can put his hand in the dirt. He can get after it. Again, I'm a little concerned, but it's the Cardinals. I mean, we all remember the Super Bowl. You couldn't get it done. You couldn't close it out. Larry Fitz split the safeties. They were up. I mean, come on. It solidified yourselves as chokers. You will forever be in mediocrity. That's what Watt chose here. 
Like I genuinely have zero faith in this Cardinals organization. Their GM, Steve Kime, had like a violent DWI charge. Go ahead and Google it. It was like an aggressive one. In the G-Wagon, leaving Applebee's. They got him, red-handed. Still employed there. Again, it's kind of a smaller market. Again, Phoenix is a big city, but if you're out east like I am, you don't hear shit on them. And why would you? They do have great helmets, though. I will say that. And their field is mad cool. It like goes underground, and then they roll it out before the game. Also, the owner of the team, the Bidwell, Michael Bidwell, the president, runs all football ops. Also, son of the late owner, Bill Bidwell. He has like his pilot license, and he flew J.J. Watt out. Bro, why? I'd be like, yeah, uh, Mr. Uh, Bidwell, I'm going to sign anyway, right? So I'll get a registered pilot with my wife, who I love dearly. We're going to get on it in the prime of my career after I just signed this contract, and we're going to safely fly out to you. You know, we don't need another Kobe Bryant situation. Which, speaking of, my guy Meek Mill was in hot water. Philly's own. Dream Chaser zone. Peaked in 2014 zone. Meek Millie put out a new song, which I don't I don't listen to him anymore. If you're on a bunch of pre-workout about to hit the gym, you know, I get it. But if you're by yourself, alone in an apartment, just playing Call of Duty, it's a little aggressive, bruh. So he put out this new song. It's unreleased. This was a snippet that got him into hot water. The song is titled don't worry and this came to light last wednesday according to eon line and it makes light of the helicopter crash that killed kobe and his daughter gianna and seven others damn y'all want to hear the bar this shit's about to blow your mind so here it is meek mill says this bitch i'm fucking always tell me that she loved me but she ain't ever showed me yeah and if I ever lack, I'm going out with my choppa, it be another Kobe. Bars. Bars. I mean, what do you expect, right? I mean, the idea of looking to the modern rapper, somebody that did make their money on the street and put out a lot of their stuff on Dat Piff. Like, they're not a role model. He's been to prison multiple times and he has the money for a lawyer. So, again, I was never holding him to this highest standard. It's not really surprising to me. And he's still irrelevant. You know, you'll think about this for 90 seconds, and then we'll move on to the next topic, and nobody cares again. Because he hasn't put out good music in about eight years. So it is what it is. But that was very interesting. Everybody's getting canceled. You know, RIP, Potato Head. Now it's Meek. Boxing. Yes, boxing surprisingly still exists on pay-per-view. I grew up on it. My grandpa Joe used to box. Old Italian guy used to love watching boxing on ESPN2. Early 2000s at like 11.30 p.m. Had to be there. Canelo Alvarez. Arguably the next Mayweather. Canelo fought another bum. This guy's name is Avni Yildirim. Didn't even make it the full fight. Imagine being a boomer, paying like $87 with tax. That shit hits the next morning. When you're hungover, you know, you ate a bunch of bone-in wings. You don't feel great. You see that on your bill. You question life. I would. 
started at 7.30 p.m. Their extravagant walkouts in boxing. You know that the first punch wasn't done till like 8.15. So you wait all that time. You pregame. And they fight for, I don't know, 14 minutes? Canelo won. He's a superstar. Canelo has unification plans at 168 pounds. So unlike the UFC, which is MMA, that is undeniably the premier league. It's what you want to fight in, where all the best fighters are. It's what matters. With boxing, there's like 17 different leagues. There's a lot. WBC, WBO, WBA, WB, you know, your cousin, everything. And the way it works is one guy becomes a champion. He brags. He can put it on his Instagram. But it's like, yeah, bro, you're one-eighth of the division's champion because you've split it with all these guys. Canelo is so talented that he plans by the end of 2021, he is going to unify the weight class and unify that division, which is pretty dope. And he wants to be the undisputed super middleweight champion. Yeah, Canelo fought this week on pay-per-view. Nobody watched it. Hopefully coming in the year, though, there'll be some exciting fights. And yeah, Canelo's legit. One of the most impressive redheads of all time, by far. American patriotic hero, Dr. Seuss. It's his turn. Bro, come get these canceled hands. Come get canceled, kid. Six of his books will no longer be published, according to Dr. Seuss Enterprises. What they've done here is the Streisand effect. So by canceling these books, Dr. Boos, Dr. By canceling these six books, Dr. Seuss himself has soared to the top of Amazon's bestseller list, which surprisingly, they do still sell books. That was originally what the website was intended for. You know, now they got drones dropping off toilet paper, you know, to your great aunt when you hit a button. You got to love capitalism, baby. With industrious people, you really can do anything. And, uh, so now Dr. Seuss is occupying nine out of the top 10 spots in the best-selling marketplace. Number one in the entire country is Cat in the Hat, followed by One Fish, Two Fish, Red Fish, Ya Boy, Blue Fish, which are the classics. Those are the hits. I don't want to hear a complaint, not even in the back. Like, everybody relax. Those are good, right? The ones that they did cancel, though, I don't really remember reading any of, the, any of these. If I did read any of these, my brain was mush. Right? It's those formative years. You got the soft spot in your head. You get up at like 4.14 a.m. for no reason. Right? You're gross. Your hands are sticky. It's like, where have you been? Don't eat that. It's a weird age. Oh, Beyond Zebra, Scrambled Egg Supper. The Cat's Quizzer, that is a tongue, that is, I don't even, what is that? That should have been canceled. I I don't know what that is. The other books are If I Ran the Zoo, and the last book that was canceled, and to think that I saw it on Mulberry Street, which is a little pretentious of a name, right? A little long. Kind of has that art house vibe. Like, get over yourself, Doc. They've not announced the discontinuation of any other books, though, right? Just the six, which, again, I went over, you know, four, six of them are whack. 
And get your hands on it though, because you the these these Karens, these offended people have created this now insane demand. And now there's like a black market for children's books. On eBay they're going and selling for as much as four thousand dollars. On Amazon copies of If I Ran the Zoo, which started at nine hundred and fifty dollars, which is like, you know, nine hundred and forty eight dollars too much, right? These books are like nine pages. My guy barely did anything. That's probably, you got to diversify, right? I think I'm going to diversify the portfolio of the show. We're going to get into merch and we're going to get into children's books because these things are like eight pages long. It's got crude art. Like really? There's not even a back cover on this. This is a pamphlet. So we're going to get into that. They started at 950. Those books ended up climbing to over $5,000. That's like a Honda Civic. You may be asking, you know, sup with Seuss. Has my guy always been like this? According to a 2019 study, researchers found that 50 books of his, right, he pumped out a lot because they're like nine pages. Nearly all characters of color had defensive depictions of Asia and Asian characters. Now, this is a CNN article, right? So... I'm going to take that with a boulder of salt and I'm going to close it because I refuse to have this childhood icon destroyed anymore. If they come for my boy Shel Silverstein next, I ain't having it. That will hit too close to home. And Dr. Seuss is iconic. The idea that you're looking at a cartoon and you're seeing in it racist generalized depictions of minority people and then saying that the book is the racist thing. Uh, I don't really know if that's how it is. You know, take a breath. Or buy a $6,000 copy of the Cat's Quizzer. You could do that. eBay, Etsy. We are a consumer economy. The more you spend, the more my 401k goes up. So get after it. Speaking of explosive news outside of... Dr. Seuss's alleged racism. Mount Etna, which to me, a week ago, didn't exist. Etna sounds like an adorable name. You know, for a woman, probably 76 years old. It's not. It's a volcano in Italy. On the island of Sicily. And it's apparently one of the most active volcanoes in the world. The photos of it, go ahead and Google it, are incredible. And supposedly it has been spewing for the past six days. That's a long time. That's some commitment. I wish we could, you know, it's 2021, right? How do we not know? Like, doesn't someone walk up to the top of it and look in? Like, what's going on in there? Like, we know it's a mound. A mound of what? Is it no longer a mound when it's done spewing the stuff? Is it more of a reaction type thing? These are the unsolved questions of the universe. Or of someone that never went beyond Geology 1 in college. It's pretty crazy too because these photos are so nice. These Italian vistas, these landscapes, lighting up the night sky. And there's a volcano behind it. Just leaking. You know, I blame... They probably didn't pray hard enough. Those people at the base of that mountain, you gotta pray harder. Despite the violent eruption, right, and the spewing... 
that's been going on for six-sevenths of a week. Nobody's died. Nobody's even been injured. We were due for, uh, you know, some type of natural explosion, disaster. We've had hurricanes, ice storms. We needed a good volcanic explosion. Feeling a meteor, right? Next 12 months? Let me know on Apple Podcasts on iTunes. Leave a comment. After you rate five stars, you can tell me and correct me. Otherwise, I'm right. And I will continue to operate as if I am and speak on scientific things that can be verified and have been peer-reviewed, but I will ignore that. And I will only choose the evidence that reinforces what I already believe. Because I'm an American. Yeah, pretty awesome. My girlfriend really wants to go to Italy. And I'll show her this. Be like, do you want to explode? She'll probably still say it's worth it. So Italy is always going to be always going to be a possibility. The potential is there. I am half a WAP. And I'm not going to run from that. Yeah, pretty crazy. Meteor is definitely on the horizon. But uh, yeah, this volcano exploded. Beautiful to look at. Nobody died. And it was Italian. Terrible accent. I apologize. Speaking of things that also have been exploding, Elon Musk's rockets and his promises. So SpaceX this past week had Starship SN10, which is a vertical rocket. It's the biggest one that they've done so far. It is 120 meters or 394 feet tall. That is fucking big. I saw on Reddit there was a crowd that was watching it come back in and land. It was very impressive. The rocket's horizontal. It lands vertical. The crowd goes crazy. Women, children. There was like people tailgating. It was absurd. Without sports and COVID, we're getting creative and stir crazy. And everybody's got cabin fever. So they're like, what else am I going to do? Let's go watch a rocket land in a field nine miles away. Do we have binoculars? No. It lands. Momentarily after, it explodes. The goal is to have something that can land vertically. Apparently, it's their best model they've had so far. That's what they're working towards. And it's something that inevitably will have people on it. I'm starting to lose a little faith. SpaceX is awesome. But my guy, 10 times? And it's not landing and tipping over and oh. Damn, you know, it's it's dented, Elon, you clumsy man. Everybody's in a room watching, and it's exploding. Catastrophically, every single time. The explosion could be felt by people that were watching, and Musk, he did tweet, R.I.P.S.N. 10, honorable discharge, which was funny. God bless that man. Gotta hope he tweets more about Dogecoin. If you're listening to this, I love you. And buy Dogecoin, please. According to Musk as well, he said he intends to fly Japanese billionaire Yasuka Meizawa around the moon with this exact starship, right? The one that's going to have people in it, in 2023. Dude, no, you're not. That is absurd. There's educated people in Western society that are just getting around to flying. And the fear of flying, the anxiety of it, statistically, right, so safe. You get on a plane, 
You get that feeling. There was a plane last week on the show. Thing exploded. One of the engines. There's only two of them. It exploded. Lots of things exploding lately. And I'm your guy. I'm going to bring you the news. There's no way. You'd have to pay me a lot of money. I don't know what that figure would be. I don't know what that number would be. 2023. We're going to have another challenger situation where by that date, he's pressured enough to hit that deadline for financial reasons. Line his own pockets. It's good for the company. And it's a feat. The person that goes in it looks brave, honorable. It is pretty dope. And if it does, if you do pull it off, you're the fucking man. But 2023 is too soon. And that's what happened with the Challenger. They forced it through. They needed funding. Similar type thing could happen here. Looks like they're not close. Elon's telling people they're close. Same dude that said that these autonomous Teslas would be going around picking up people, Ubering them around while you're at work. Bro, come on. If it rains too much, the Tesla can't even go through a stop sign. I mean, these rockets, you can't trust them. We have a Roomba vacuum. I can barely trust that thing. And this man, this deranged, potentially autistic billionaire, wants to stick civilians in this thing and ship them off to the moon. You know that thing in the sky? That we faked 50 years ago even going to? I'm kidding, but not really. But kind of. Like, I want to believe it because it's edgy, but I have no proof. Yeah, you'd have to pay me a lot to get on that thing, especially in 2023. That's absurd. Actually, something here I'm going to bring you that hopefully won't explode and hasn't exploded yet because it isn't open. And this is the world's first space hotel. Capitalism, baby. Oh, you want healthcare? Oh. Oh. You own a small business? You want some healthcare or COVID relief? Because an invisible virus completely destroyed the economy? Oh. Here's a space hotel. Again, this is a CNN article, so brace yourself. But this past week, a California company, the Gateway Foundation released plans for a cruise ship style hotel that could one day float above the Earth's atmosphere. Originally, it was called the Von Braun Station. This futuristic concept, comprised of 24 modules, are like connected by elevator shafts that make up a rotating wheel. So it looks like a wheel spoke or a bike wheel just floating around in space. That thing is going to drift into a black hole. We all know it. The wheel is going to be the right size to where it's going to orbit Earth. That's the plan. And it's scheduled to be fully operational by 2027. Astronauts have to get along because you ain't going anywhere. It's like prison if you had a day job. Back to the hotel. It's now been renamed the Voyager Station, right? That first iteration, the Van Braun Station, is wrong. It is now the Voyager Station. And it's set to be built by Orbital Assembly Corporation, which is a new construction company that's ran by former people that were at the Gateway Foundation, which came up with that original idea in that original 2027 timeline. In a recent interview, a former pilot and the man who runs the Orbital Assembly Corporation told CNN, 
that there have been some COVID-related delays and that construction for the hotel is expected to begin in 2026. So my guy, I don't know what contractors he's got. However, again, this 2027 date is realistic. One-year construction. This guy said, quote, we're trying to make the public realize that this is the golden age of space travel. It's just around the corner and it's coming fast. Pretty crazy to me. I ain't doing that. Your boy did Mission Space in Epcot in Disney World. I think I'm good. I was the navigator. I'm good with that. Also, the head contractor, head builder of this thing, directly said he's ripping off Stanley Kubrick with the aesthetic from 2001 A Space Odyssey, a great movie. That is on Netflix. Very long, literally like three hours. But to me, compartmentalize it. That's like two Sopranos episodes and get after it. On that sci-fi trend this past week, The Cuttlefish, great name. They uh, they showed that they're as smart as human children, five-year-olds. They passed the marshmallow test, which is a study um, in which they did it with these animals. It demonstrates delay gratification. So the idea, hey, kid, you want this marshmallow? No, I'm not going to sexually assault you. This is Stanford. This is a study. There's your parents. This has been agreed to. I'm not creepy. If they eat the marshmallow now, they get a marshmallow. If they wait 10 minutes, they get two marshmallows. So you do this with a kid, and it's about really the cognitive ability to analyze that, right? Gratification, delaying that for a better reward. You're displaying those things, which kids can do, four or five-year-olds. The study was started in 1972 by Professor Walter Mischel. He first started with offering a pretzel stick, but, well, that's awful. The kid's parched, and now he just wants a marshmallow. Imagine being a kid thinking you're going to get a treat. The context is you hear adults saying treat, 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 treat. That's like me saying treat in front of my dog and then giving him the same food that he genuinely gets throughout the day. He'd be like, bro, what's that about? And then he'd piss on the carpet, which has been happening again this week. Back with another update. It's really been a roller coaster ride with my dog's bowels. But this professor, right, started with the pretzel stick. Then he moved on to the marshmallow. And he told the children if they could wait, they'd get a second treat. According to the professor that was involved with the cuttlefish study, he said that they were able to wait for a better reward and tolerated delays for up to 50, from 50 to up to 130 seconds, which is comparable to what we see in large-brained vertebrates, such as chimpanzees, crows, and parrots. Dude, birds are so annoying. Spring's coming back, so the birds are back. Ugh. Like, get a job, right? Go do a thing. Bring a letter somewhere. You bring nothing to the table except waking up farmers. And that's a niche industry, right? There's like 11 of them left. The cuttlefish, though, were involved in this pretty elaborate trap scheme, whatever you want to call it, where there were glass doors, they'd let them down for a simple snack, some dead shrimp. If they waited, a second door, which they could see through, behind that door would be some more food, larger in quantity, and it was live shrimp, which is apparently what they prefer. That's, uh, that's creme de la creme. That's what, uh, that's what these mollusks are looking for. Some top shelf krill, right? That's what we all want. Cuttlefish are moving up the chain. They're going to come take our jobs. 
it's going to make me work that much harder. The world-renowned Andrew Cuomo sexual assault sweepstakes. We got another winner. A lucky girl pulled her lucky ticket and came forward. A third accuser, quote, Cuomo came up to me and said, can I kiss you? So this is now compounding with the two state employees that he also supposedly sexually assaulted, according to them. And during his press conferences this week, he did apologize, right? So it's like, you're clearly apologizing for something, my guy. Inherently, there's a little guilt there. This third accuser, her name is Anna Roosh. She'd never met him before. The photo that's been circulating associated with this instance is from a September 2019 wedding. She thought in general that her first impression was positive enough until he came back over. She recalled that the governor remarked, uh, he placed his hands on her cheeks and simultaneously asked if he could kiss her loudly enough for one of his friends, you know, a couple of the Cuomo's with his boys showing off. He is such a douche. Which is, again, God bless, you're a governor. Miss Roosh was bewildered, and she pulled away as the governor drew closer. I was so confused and shocked and embarrassed. I turned my head away and didn't have any words in that moment. And there's a photo that looks bad. My boy Andy looks thirsty. He's sucking on that bottom lip. And she looks... It's going to be a bad meme. Eventually, when he does resign, or enough people come forward... Give it a month, I'm going to come forward. My girlfriend's Mima's going to come forward. We got people lined up. I don't have photo evidence. It's just at a certain point, there's a critical mass of, of evidence for you philandering, kind of being a hound. I mean, you have daughters, dude, that are like this girl's age. You're that dad that can't keep his dick in his pants. You're like Kevin Spacey in American Beauty. This Miss Roosh is third time's the charm. Is this enough for Cuomo? You know, is this the final straw? Really, the photo dominates this headline. I think if the photo wasn't there, he'd easily be able to brush this aside and deny it. Again, you see de Blasio and a lot of other state officials aligning themselves with the opposite of Cuomo, whatever that is. Not only that, the second accuser, Miss Charlotte Bennett, good Charlotte, not that garbage punk rock band from 2005 on VH1. No, no, no. This is the second state official that Cuomo was accused by, Miss Charlotte Bennett. She had an interview. Six feet apart, of course. That virus is deadly. She met with Nora O'Donnell on CBS Evening News. During this interview, she basically said, without explicitly saying it, he implied to me that I was old enough for him and he was lonely which is inappropriate. I don't think this is ever going to be anything outside of he said versus she said. I thought he's trying to sleep with me. The governor's trying to sleep with me and I am deeply uncomfortable and I have to get out of this room as soon as possible. Damn, bro. He's probably got like bad breath and it's as simple as that. She's 25 at the time. Obviously she was a little bit younger. This is rather recent. He's 63. He would have been in like grad school with my grampy. This dude's popping a bunch of Cialis, and he's speeding in that HOV lane to Albany. He cannot wait to get there. And my boy's just lonely. It's really what it is. Got no game, and clearly loves that governor's salary. 
keeps raising it every year. He is the highest paid governor in the country. And in general, if you're listening to this, hopefully, hopefully you've rated five stars and you're subscribed. If you aren't, I still love you. And you probably have a day job. I hope you do. Keep that grind going. God bless. Have you ever had conversations with women about this? Whether or not you think specifically what I've brought up would offend you if you were a woman or if you were to say that or if you were in the room listening to Cuomo, it's not even the point. In general, I think the point is I work, you work. None of us have these conversations with our coworkers, especially over Zoom, especially now when things are as sterilized as they are and a lot of people are remote. You don't even have that camaraderie traditionally that you do from talking to that person that sits next to you at the office in your cubbies. You don't have that. With the nice desk, goes up and down. It's great. Cucumber water, donuts in the morning from reception. Listen, I'm there with you. I miss it. But it's not the same. And the idea that Cuomo's stumbling his way into these conversations, like, oh, I just asked her, you know, if she's into banging older dudes. Like, that girl's Carol from Accounts Receivable. She has eight kids. What are you doing? I was just looking to get a confirmation on this purchase order. And your genitals are out on the table. So I'm just done with the dude. I think we're going to move off talking about him. It feels good to rid ourselves of that filth. I say this. If you know me, you hear me say this. You know, we stray too far from God's light. And Cuomo is a shining example of that. And I think with this show moving forward, later into 2021, you know, one of my resolutions, let's clean it up for myself, especially for my governor. The dog walker, the poor Ryan Fisher, was shot once in the chest. He was walking the three singers' dogs in Hollywood. Again, nice community. A video showed a white sedan pulling up with two men jumping out. That's so surreal. Not even a stray bullet, not even gangbangers. It's an organized operation to take you out, a dog walker, probably got a liberal arts degree, washed out, hit it off with Lady Gaga. You got a great job. You're texting your friends, you Snapchat. Oh my God, this is great. Look, the Frenchies, it's cute, even though I'm cleaning up its shit off the sidewalk. I love my lot in life. And somebody just comes with the blicky and no cap puts one of the caps in you once they shot him dude dropped there was a little bit of a struggle and they fleed with two of the three dogs the third escaped and has since been reunited so it was just these two that were missing the karen came through in the clutch um you can hear the dog walker actually on the video saying like bro i've been shot in the chest it's actually it's intense it's some live leak shit shout out my cousin eddie we love that stuff you got to watch a good isis beheading These are things you have to internalize. It's part of being a man. Ryan Fisher, who was definitely underpaid as a dog walker by Gaga before the incident, is now being taken care of. He was shouted out by her on Instagram, which, you know, when she has like 70 million followers is actually pretty dope. Um, And there's an offer of 500K. The police themselves confirmed that they had nothing to do with capturing the dog, so they won't get piece of that reward and the woman herself of course the karen wins the end of the day that's what this is about another pta karen coming through and getting 500k 
She'll get a second Peloton. This one will go upstairs. And then her and her soon-to-be-divorced husband can work out with the same trainer at the same time. Isn't that great, honey? No, but seriously. Shouts out that dog walker. You have some street cred, bro. Some respect. So similar to uh, the D-tackle for the Giants, we're going to pour some out for Ryan Fisher, Lady Gaga's dog walker here. And that's going to wrap up the show. I've been rambling for a long time. I really do love y'all. Again, we're going to get to 100 total plays. I'm on seven platforms. Apple Podcasts, big deal for us. We finally kind of got the distribution through there. If you're on there, like it, five star, comment, one star, whatever you want to do. The interaction helps. We're going to grow. And like I said, we're going to start doing merch. Shouts out Zach. We're going to get some stuff going for y'all. Peace.